my closing thought is this, just say yes. Say yes to salvation. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to God's love. Say yes to his amazing grace. Say yes to his mercy. Say yes to the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, he showed up. He died on a cross for our sins. He did nothing wrong. He lived a perfect life when he walked this earth, but then he goes to the cross and he dies for what we deserve. Just say yes to that God, Jesus Christ. Say yes to the Jesus who won the victory for you on the cross. And I know you can look back on your life and complain about a lot of things. But tonight, just say yes to Jesus Christ. Put your faith in Jesus Christ tonight. Believe in Jesus tonight. In John chapter 5, Jesus was heading to a ceremony called the Feast of the Jews. And to honor that ceremony, he made his way there. And around the location where he was heading, there was what was called the Pool of Bethesda. And it was believed that the pool would stir up, <clears throat> excuse me, it would stir up about once a year. And whoever got to that pool first, when it stirred up, would be healed. And the Bible tells us that at the pool of Bethesda, there was a multitude of sick people, a multitude of people that were lame, blind, paralyzed, and such forth. And the word of God tells us in John chapter 5 that there was one man that was there who was an invalid, and he had been there beside the pool for 38 years. Now, that's a long time to be sitting alongside of the pool. But he believed that if he could just get to the pool when it stirred up, he would be healed. It was this idea that first come, first served. But that doesn't work that way with Jesus Christ. Jesus shows up. And he sets his eyes on this man that's been laying beside the pool for 38 years, at least close to it, but never able to get to it. And the Bible says in John chapter 5 that when Jesus saw him, he knew everything about him. He knew he had been standing, sitting beside the pool for 38 years. He knew his struggle. He knew his weakness. He knew his ailment. He knew all of his pain. He knew what he'd had to endure. But when Jesus shows up, it's always on time. And Jesus walks up beside this invalid and he goes, he asks this one simple question. Do you want to be healed? And you would think he would just say yes. He said, do you want to be healed? It's the same question that Jesus asks you and I tonight. Do you want to be healed? Do you want me to save you? Do you want to see your life change forever? Do you want to know me, my love for you, my grace and my mercy? Do you want to be healed? And you know what he says? I've got no one to help me get to the pool. And every time I try to make my way to the pool when the water's stirred up, Someone steps over me. And that was his reaction when Jesus showed up and said, do you want to be healed? Now, to be honest, that's really a reflection of how we act sometimes. 
rather than saying yes to Jesus, we say this to him. I got no one. No one's helped me. Everyone's walked over me. Family doesn't support me. My wife doesn't support me. My husband doesn't support me. No one's looked out for me. As a matter of fact, people have walked all over me. They've stepped over me. I've tried to make something out of my life and it just doesn't seem to work. And I tried time and time again. And Jesus just simply asked him, do you want to be healed though? I know that you've gone through some stuff. I know that it hasn't worked out for you. I know that you feel like you've gotten the short end of the stick. I know that family has rejected you. I know that friends have rejected you. I know that life has been hard in New York City, but do you want to be healed? Just say yes. Just say yes. You know, sometimes my brothers and sisters will we'll spend more time complaining to Christ rather than just receive Christ as Lord and Savior. We'll spend more time attempting to let Jesus know of every disappointment we've had to face when he knows it already, so much so that he went to the cross and died because of those failures. And here is the beauty and the power of Jesus Christ. He didn't even answer yes, but Jesus just looks at him and says, Get up, pick up your bed, and walk. It is only because of the mercy and the grace of God that he would choose to ignore our complaining and just offer us his power to get up and walk. <laughs> only Jesus would do that. Any other normal, regular human would say, oh, oh, really? You can't even answer me yes. All you want to do is complain about how bad life has been. Sure, stay there. That's fine. Stay there another 38 years. I was ready to offer some help. I was ready to help you out. But all you want to do is talk about how life has been so terrible for you. Fine, you stay there. And I think some of us have reacted that way to people. When we've attempted to do something nice for somebody and all, they, all you get back is gossip and complaining and aggravation and attitude and emotion. Can I get an amen if some of y'all know what I'm talking about? And just when you was about to help somebody out, you just put it right back in your pocket like, nope. Mm -hmm. They need to learn a lesson or two. They still stubborn. Not Jesus. You see, there's so much love that comes from our Savior Jesus. There's so much grace that he will look beyond your complaining and hand, and hand you his love and his blessing and his promise. Those hands were stretched out on the cross while you and I were yet sinners. Oh, the amazing grace of Jesus Christ, the power of God. And he, he says, get up, pick up your bed and walk. And so he gets up and he picks up his bed and he starts walking. Still with the complaining attitude. He hadn't changed yet. You go back and read Roman, uh, John chapter five. He gets up. He's walking with his bed. Scripture tells us that it was the Sabbath. Now, according to the religious law, 
He was not allowed to pick up his bed on the Sabbath. So now he's walking through the colonnades and, and he's walking. He's not looking for the pool to get stirred up anymore. He's like, wow, this is, this is great. 38 years and now I'm walking. And all of a sudden, the religious folk that have no relationship with Jesus Christ suddenly stop him. Stop, stop, sir. Stop. Why are you walking? Why are you carrying your bed on a Sunday? And who? Who gave you permission to carry? Who's the man that got you up after 38 years? And he turned to them and said, well, um, I, I don't know. He just, he just came and told me to get up and pick up my bed and walk. So here I am. And, and I, I honestly don't, I don't know the name. Because, you know, there's, there's some folks that will receive a blessing from God, but they still don't have a relationship with God. Some folks, experience, some folks experience good things, but they don't know the goodness of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You have to say yes to him as Savior. But it's the grace of God that will still show up and cause you to get up and pick up your bed. But do you know the name? Have you said yes to the name of Jesus? Everybody wants a miracle, but are you willing to live your life for the miracle worker? Everybody wants to be healed, but are you willing to surrender your life tonight to the healer? Or else you're going to find yourself surrounded by just religion and you have no idea and understanding of being able to say the name of Jesus because you have no relationship. And Jesus desires relationship. And so he turns to go away and scripture tells us in John chapter 5 that he, he runs into Jesus again. And Jesus says, oh, look at there. See, you're well. Now sin no more. Lest anything worse happens to you. And the reason why Jesus said that, not only does he want to heal the physical body, he wants to heal your soul. He's not just concerned about your physical well-being. He wants to be the savior of your life. And for Jesus to say, sin no more, so that nothing worse happens to you, is an indication that much of what happened to him and the reason why he was laid out for 38 years was because he was living a sinful lifestyle. And Jesus says, sin no more, which, which means this. He calls us to a place in his grace and love. He calls us to a place where we are to turn away from sin and follow him. We have a word for that here in church. It's called repentance. But I just want to keep it very simple for you that you would understand that Jesus would say to you tonight, sin no more. I, I, I've called you to get up. I've called you to pick up your bed. I've called you to go forward and walk. But sin no more. I've died for those sins. Why are you holding on to them? He went to the cross 2,000 years ago and everything that you've done wrong, everything that you've done wrong yesterday, everything that you may do tomorrow, he went to the cross and died for it. So let sin no longer reign in your heart. It's time to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Listen to me. Say yes to Jesus Christ as healer. Say yes to Jesus Christ as Savior. I love the ending of this story because Jesus said, sin no more so that nothing else worse happens to you. And at the end of that chapter, the Bible tells us that he goes back and stands before the people 
And I believe he received that word from Jesus and was committed to following the word of the Lord. And he spoke up and he told them, his name is Jesus. I, I love that. He could have kept on going, but the Bible says specifically that he came back up in the room and said, oh, oh, that person that I didn't know, I now know who he is. I've said yes to him. He told me not to sin anymore. I, I've said yes to his ways. I realized that he showed up the first time we had conversation. And even though I complained in his love for me, he changed my life. In his love for me, because of his grace, I'm a new person. So I just wanted to make something very clear because I wasn't clear earlier. I'm all in with Jesus Christ. I say yes. No, oh, that person that told me that I could pick up my bed and walk with it on a Sunday, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, that's what Sunday's all about. Sunday's all about Jesus. Sunday's not about simply having a religious day. Sunday is about celebrating the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's not about keeping all of these laws. It's about living a life free in the name of Jesus Christ. It's about no longer being bound by sin, no longer being bound by addiction, no longer being bound by depression and oppression. It comes to an end. You just say yes to Jesus Christ as your healer. Now, I know, I know that there's some people here that are holding on to a little something for themselves, a little frustration that I need to keep to myself, a little bitterness and aggravation that I need to keep to myself. A little disappointment that I'm still trying to work through. Rather than just receive your healing tonight, just say yes. Maybe some of you, 38 years, 30 years, 15, 20, I don't know, maybe you have been upset that people have been stepping over you. But you can't live your life bound by the aggravation which results and bitterness because of rejection and that bitter root will choke the life out of you. Tonight, anybody willing just to say, yes, heal my heart, be my savior, be God in my life, change me. I don't want sin. I don't want that the stuff that I do that is outside of the will of God to control the way I live. Jesus wants to reign in your heart. He wants to sit on the throne of your heart. And if this message speaks to you tonight, I want to pray with you. Maybe you're just finally tired tonight of just sitting alongside of the pool, hoping that you could be that first one to get that lucky break or that, that first one to experience what it, what it feels like to win the lottery. Enough of that. There's no such thing as first come, first serve with Jesus. The Bible says that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I know it's been a long time, but now just say yes. Fully surrender, fully given, all in. Come on, moms. Come on, dads. 
I know you're angry. It's easy to be angry because of stuff that you've heard from mom and dad as they're now breaking the news to you that maybe life wasn't what you always thought it was supposed to be. And you've been frustrated and discouraged and you're holding this anger towards them. Do you want to be healed? Just say yes. And I know, I know there's still some people, uh-uh, 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 I'm good, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, you're not. You, you sound just like that brother there that was laid up for 38 years, still trying to figure out a way to, to get to the pool. If it was that easy to just to get to the pool that gets stirred up, there would have been a lot of people saved. But, but, but here's the truth. It's not about you trying to figure out how to get things right. It's all about Jesus who fixed every wrong. It's not about you trying to figure out how you can make things right. It's all about Jesus who fixed every wrong 2,000 years ago. It's no longer a maybe. It's no longer I'm not sure. It's no longer a sometimes. No longer once in a while. It's yes. Church, could you extend your hand to our brothers and sisters? Everyone that's come forward, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I believe that you went to the cross and died for me. I believe you rose again on the third day. I confess my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I choose to turn away from everything that is not pleasing to you. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory that I have in you. I say yes to your salvation. I say yes. Heal my heart. I say yes. Walk with me. Live inside of me. I say yes. Make me a new person. In your name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah.